My entitled Karen of a mother throws a temper tantrum, claiming discrimination against this security guard, all because they were asking for her receipt as she was walking out the door. And I've honestly never been more embarrassed about anything in my life. So I first want to start off by saying that my mother is well known to be a Karen, even going as far as joking about it herself sometimes. She is usually really sweet, but when it comes to staff or workers, her entitled Karen side comes out full force. And I have several stories in my past about her antics. So me and my partner are moving out of our house to a new town. So last week, I moved back home with my parents for a few days to clean out my old storage room while my partner went down to the new town for his first day of school. My dad had a seizure the first day I moved home, so my mom asked me to help her with some general shopping while my grandmother watched my four siblings and took care of my dad. I drove us around town to a few stores, eventually ending up at Kmart. She wanted to get some workout gear, so we go in, we do our shopping, and we head to the checkout. And here is where things started to really go wrong. She grabbed the receipt and grabbed the items, getting ready to walk out of the store. And there has been a lot of thefts recently due to the economic climate of my country at the moment. So security will quickly glance at your receipt, see the number of items you have, and let you out. Usually they don't do this to everyone, just the occasional shady person, which has gotten the company in hot water because of accusations of discrimination. So the company now makes it an effort to check all receipts, which I'm honestly fine with. As we walk out, my mother makes it past the security scanners before the young lady working as security guard asks for the receipt. And this turns out to be a massive mistake. My entitled mother immediately screws her face up and makes a loud scoffing sound before exclaiming loudly, excuse me, do I look like someone who would shoplift? At this point, everyone at the cash registers is now looking over at us. And I feel like melting into a puddle just to get away as I have such bad social anxiety. The poor lady puts her hands up in a defensive way and politely explains that we need to check everyone's receipts so we aren't discriminating against anybody. Well, my entitled Karen of a mother puffs up, screws up her face even more, and looks at her again and says, but do I look like I shoplift? All my clothes are labeled, all expensive brands. She then scoffs again, winding up for another tirade, waving around the little paper that would have just saved me from embarrassment, all while flapping her lips like a shocked fish. She is slowly turning a lovely shade of tomato red and looks like she's going to burst. Realizing things are going to get much worse, I finally pick myself out of my mental puddle, grab the receipt from her claws, and show the security guard, who is still trying to placate the raging entitled Karen. I hand it over politely, saying, here, have a look, is this okay? All while gazing longingly at those sliding doors, as I know salvation from the dirty looks hitting the back of my head is only a few steps away. The poor security guard waves me through, and I grab my entitled mother's shoulder to push her out the door, and she thankfully lets me, moving through and muttering about right and managers, and how this lady was not doing her job properly, all while stamping her feet like a toddler. I look over my shoulder as we walk out and give the security lady, who looked like she had just been slapped, a compassionate little smile, and I mouthed an apology. The last words I hear before the doors of salvation slid shut was the security guard commenting in a small voice, I only needed to see the receipt, it's my job, and I honestly felt horrified when I heard that. Relief flooded me as I realized that it was all over, embarrassment burning at my cheeks as I shepherded my entitled mother into the car, all the while she's still going on and on about how outrageous this was, and how she feels disgusting, all because she was asked to show her receipt. Now thinking that this was over, I hopped in the front seat, with my hands shaking and my eyes tearing up. But no, it was not over. My entitled mother then turns to me, scrunched up her face, and made one last remark. She said to me, this only happens because you look homeless. Next time, wear a dress. So now, I don't think I want to take my mom shopping, or go to Kmart 
ever again. Yeah, your mom was completely out of line there, especially with the surge of self-checkout machines. It's kind of obvious that nowadays, if you want to go grocery shopping, people are going to be all over you to make sure you don't steal anything. Because unfortunately, that's kind of the world we live in. So the way your entitled mother acted towards this security guard was completely inappropriate. It was super messed up and it was not okay. And that last comment about you looking homeless and that you should wear a dress next time was completely inappropriate. There was no reason to talk like that. Literally, that has nothing to do with anything in this situation. Because in reality, next time to show your receipt, it takes like, what, two seconds? They're going to look at it and say, okay, it looks like you bought everything. And then they're going to send you on your way. Trust me, it gets on my nerves as well when I go shopping. But as of right now, it just kind of seems like that's how things are nowadays. So hopefully if you do go out with your mom again, hopefully she doesn't act like this. Because I would be mortified if that happened to me in public. And I seriously probably would never want to go anywhere with her ever again. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. An entitled Karen has worked their way back into our lives. After my husband and I blocked them out of our life and told them straight up that we don't want to talk to them anymore. Here's what happened. So this story is an update to a previous story we covered on the channel, where the original poster and their fiancé had to deal with an entitled Karen of a friend who was constantly begging for money, as well as begging their fiancé to donate to them so they could finally have a kid. Here's what they had to say in regards to their update. So to clarify a couple of questions people have from my previous post, I am and was very aware that the entitled Karen wasn't a friend of my husband. I used the term in quotes, saying that they were best friends, and it was because she would refer to themselves as just that. After all, it is hard to convey sarcasm and tone, especially on the internet. Also, we struggle financially in the food insecure kind of way. That is to say that we were never at risk of going homeless, but there were times when the missing money would lead to grocery trips not being able to be made. Now, the biggest update of them all is that we've gotten married, so I can now refer to my fiancé as my husband, even though we're still only engaged at the time of the events in this post. To anyone wondering why we would get married not long after such an incident, we had to push the wedding date up because I lost health insurance, which I desperately need since I'm disabled. So as some of you probably know from my last post, the entitled Karen wasn't done with my husband. I have to admit, I was bothered by some of the comments telling me to rethink if he was really done with her. It turns out you were all right. He casually mentioned to me that she texted him asking for money again, and he was trying to get the $500 back, and that was the amount that he explicitly said was a loan for her not to get evicted, even though that story was basically a lie. Now, when I heard this, I was shocked because we just had a serious talk and he said he blocked her and was done with her not that long ago. Now, he mentioned that he used to loan people money in high school and be really annoyed to not get any money back. I was weary because this isn't high school anymore. People don't have to see you every day. I gave in because I felt too depressed at the moment to argue. I said that I'd look forward to seeing his new tactic before he went to sleep. Part of me thought I was being unfair by not giving him the chance to handle the situation the way he wanted. But this really upset me. And as crazy as she was, I still did not want to make my fiancé feel like he had to choose between me or her. I didn't want to give him some kind of ultimatum. That whole week or two, I kept wanting to look through his phone, which is something I've never wanted to do in a relationship. I finally realized it was because he lied to me about no longer contacting her. So I started to wonder what else he lied to me about. So I nervously checked his bank account. No money was sent to this crazy entitled Karen, but he sent $40 to another friend on Thanksgiving, as well as $140 to yet another friend just the day before. At this point, I was just bawling my eyes out, thinking he'd keep doing this and making excuses. So then I would have to leave him. I could not 
stand by while he tried to play the hero to people who could literally care less about him. After I realized the issue, we talked and I did feel a bit better afterwards. I was honest about him talking to this entitled Karen and how it still bugged me deeply. He said he felt determined to get the $500 back and thought he could do it himself. I was dumbfounded and asked why he thought this would be any different than before. He said that she said she'd be able to start paying him back in July. And you know what? It is currently November. When he mentioned it last, he told me it was January. And I know he gets those months mixed up, but like, come on. I asked him if he really plans to play nice with her for over half a year. And he was baffled, confirming that he did mix up his months. I had to bite my tongue and stop myself from being too blunt at this point. I could tell that he already felt really dumb. I pointed out that he may think he has some kind of control in the situation, but he never did. It's always been her terms and always will be when trying to engage with her level of crazy. Even if he never sends her another cent, she'll never send him another either. She only did last time when our roommate got involved because she didn't respect my husband. At the end of it, I told him that he needs to go no contact with this entitled Karen and not just block her like he said he did last time, but actually write a message to her saying that he'll no longer be talking to her anymore. He didn't have to be mean since he's not confrontational like that. Just convey the points clearly. He agreed and started saying that he just needs a couple of days to figure out what to say. I felt like this was good progress and I would check back soon. And he even got the $140 from the other user as well. Though this only happened because I ratted that friend out to our roommate, who is her ex, who was still convinced that she could patch things up with. The roommate was angry that she did this and told me exactly how she felt about my husband. And I told my fiance all of this. I felt guilty because we had just discussed the issue of him feeling like he doesn't have any friends. And I wasn't trying to be vindictive or hurt him. I just wanted him to finally open his eyes and realize how disgusting some of the people he kept in his life really were. And well, it honestly worked. We had another talk, but this time there weren't any excuses. My husband at least took this news as the kick in his pants to send the message to this entitled Karen. He essentially wrote that he's realized that some of the things she's been doing have been very manipulative and how she only hits him up to ask for money and rides. So he's ending the friendship and he won't be talking to her anymore. And she just responds by saying, okay. And as much as it made him see red as well, he simply put his phone down. I was yelling obscenities about her and was amazed at his ability to disengage. He said she probably just wanted a reaction, so he wasn't going to give it to her. But we both agreed though that he should wait to block her because we started to bet on how long it would take before she starts asking for money again. He said a few months and I laughed and said a few weeks tops. A few days later, my husband and I are spending time together. He then gets a text message from an acquaintance and this is a genuine one. Thankfully, he does have a few of those. She's asking about a car part price. I already forgot what it was, but essentially she went to get her oil changed and the shop was checking things over and was like, oh man, this thing's busted. It's going to cost $4,000. So he asked me if that sounded too high and relayed the story. Even I was like, yeah, I think the high end is supposed to be like, what, $1,200? But that straight up sounds like a scam. So he recommended her to his shop that he trusts and is way cheaper. She went there and got the part installed for only $800 and thanked him a bunch. So why is this relevant? Well, the next day, and I'm talking three days after he sent this entitled Karen the message, she ends up texting him again. She has the same story as his acquaintance. However, she's telling my husband that she needs $4,000 to fix her car. My husband just texts her back, telling her to go to the same shop he recommended to the other friend. She insists that no, she knows her car and knows she needs this part from this shop. He finally snaps and sends back a message, basically saying, okay, good luck, have fun begging online 
online for that kind of money. And then he blocks her. Now it has been quite the peaceful few weeks. My husband and I felt closer again after we were more honest with each other. But this only lasted a few weeks though, because God forbid, we forgot about this entitled Karen's entitlement. One of her friends reached out to my fiance. This entitled Karen apparently wanted his computer. When we were all friends, he said she could have it when he got a new one. Obviously that offer is no longer standing. And even if it were, it isn't even valid because he doesn't have a new one. She wanted the PC he was currently gaming on. Not that she would know that he still uses the same one anyways, but still, the audacity of this lady is insane. I feel like the beginning of karma may be in the works. She still makes new numbers to try and reach out to my husband, and he blocks her. But she did share that she got back with her ex, the same one who dumped her on Halloween and made me pity her enough to give her a second chance in our lives in the first place. So I'm sure it's a matter of time until they break up again. Hopefully when that happens, her partner takes the dog. Because dear lord, her most despicable crime is pet neglect. Her dog has so many behavioral issues, he would go to the bathroom on the carpet and even jumped out of a moving car twice. Anytime she would mention this to me, I tried to mention that those were the signs of a dog not getting enough attention. But she just didn't understand. She thought that because she would take him on a short walk once or twice a day, that should be enough. She seemed unable to comprehend that dogs aren't like cats and they require a lot more stimulation, time, and energy. In the meantime, we're just waiting until she texts us again. And this is all so we can try out my newest idea. We would pretend like we don't know her and act like this is the wrong number. I even told my husband, what she's going to do is she's going to call and check to hear your voice. But then you can just keep gaslighting her in the text messages. So this year, we're manipulating the manipulators. We're still being cautious since we don't know her motives and don't want to provoke an explosion once it actually dawns on her that my husband is done with her. I think since she knows that she's no longer getting anything from him, that probably won't happen. But based on her past unhinged behavior, I know not to rule anything out. Butcher Box is 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, all humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. And all of that delivered straight to your door with free shipping always. Imagine always having high-quality cuts in your freezer ready to go with no trips to the grocery store or planning out availability and knowing that it's food you can trust. There are curated to customized box plans at incredible value. Saving money at a grocery store is getting more and more difficult, especially when you're trying to get consistently high-quality meat. Sign up at ButcherBox.com jerk and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com jerk and use code jerk to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
This entitled Karen is crazy. I mean, seriously, talk about not getting the message. You've been blocked multiple times. You've been shut down every time you've tried to get money out of them. You've sent your friends to try and get their computer as well as $4,000 for a car part. I mean, this is clearly insane at this point. I think the only honest solution is to then just change your number because this lady seriously sounds crazy. But hopefully for the sake of all of this, this lady does in fact stay blocked and your husband and you don't have to deal with her ever again. Today, I messed up by trying to be a judge and helping out a woman in need. But as a result, I got labeled a creep and was accused of doing something absolutely horrible. Here's what happened. So this situation happened the other night. I had received an invite from some friends to go out to a bar that is local to me. It's just a few blocks away and I decided it would be best to just walk there. I am the only one in our friend group that lives within 15 minutes of a drive at the shortest. I was the last person to arrive and the group was six people in total. Two were a couple and the other was a woman by the name of Val that's not her real name and I had known about her from the conversations with my friends and it was right about then that I quickly realized that this was set up. The night went well and we were drinking and having a good time when the couples decided to go home. By this time Val and I were rather drunk. She was about to drive home when I told her she was way too under the influence to drive. She tried to argue with me but I eventually won the argument. I told her I just live around the corner and she was welcome to stay the night. There is no taxi service around us so this really was our only option. She was hesitant but agreed. On the walk back, it became pretty clear that she was way drunker than I had previously thought. It took us 30 minutes to walk two blocks. I ended up having to support her and at one point even carry her to my apartment. I also realized how bad this looked and hoped that no one would call the police or anything like that. We made it to my apartment and she immediately took her shoes off and dropped her purse. I did a quick tour by standing in one spot and pointing out everything since it is a studio apartment. She saw my bed and jumped on it and proceeded to pass out. I was not nearly as drunk as she was and I was trying to be respectful and responsible so I grabbed an extra blanket and I put it on her for warmth as well as modesty as she was wearing a dress. I grabbed a trash can, some water and some hangover medication and I put them all next to her. I remember her phone and purse so I grabbed her purse and phone and decided to charge her phone and I set it all next to where she was as well. I then prepared for bed myself and got the couch ready to sleep on and I ended up passing out as well. I woke up and I heard the phone ringing. It was Val's. By the time I got up it stopped ringing. Val had moved a little bit and somehow had taken off her dress even though she still was under the blanket. I decided to get some coffee going and wake her up. I have never seen someone go from peaceful to confused to angry and then horrified and sick in such a short time in my life. When I woke her up she threw up all over me thankfully not getting any of it on the bed. She grabbed her phone with a charger still connected, wrapped herself up in the blanket, and locked herself in the bathroom. I set about cleaning up, and I could hear her talking quickly to someone. I took the water, the medication, and her purse, and I put them on the kitchen counter. She was crying and kept getting sick. She would not answer me when I asked if she was okay or needed anything. Now, at this point, I am now shirtless, because I just took off all my clothes to clean and change. About 10 minutes after she ran to the bathroom, I heard a pounding on my door and yelling. It was one of our friends from the night before, and I honestly have no idea how she got to my place so fast. She was screaming through the door, calling me a disgusting pig, as well as so many other names. Now, I was confused. As I opened up the door, she pushed past me and went into the bathroom with Val. I stood there shocked. I put on a clean shirt, and I ended up just staying in my kitchen. I made three cups of coffee, and I just waited. 30 minutes later, they eventually came out. Val had on some spare clothes I had in the bathroom. I presented the coffee, water, and the meds 
threats to them. They were immediately defensive and aggressive. They demanded to know what happened the previous night. And so I went on to explain exactly what happened from when the friend left the bar. I also explained how Val was trying to drive home drunk and I convinced her to not do that. I explained the long walk back to my place, the events of her passing out on my bed, as well as the blanket that I put over her. I pointed to the almost perfectly made bed, the trash can, and the charger halfway between the bed and the bathroom, as well as the water and the meds, and the obviously slept on couch. They then demanded to know where her dress was, and why I was no longer wearing a shirt when I answered the door. I calmly walked over to the bed, and I picked it up from the foot of the bed. I then reminded Val that she had just thrown up all over me. It took them a while, but I had to tell them that all I did was take care of a friend in need. Nothing happened, and I would never do anything unless it was consented to a sober-minded individual. I also explained how I had been on the other side of this, and it was not pleasant. They got less aggressive and were able to see I was telling the truth. Val apologized and said that she didn't remember the end of the night. She woke up in a strange place, basically undressed, hung over with a strange person waking her up. My friend's girlfriend apologized and explained her side. She tried to call, and when Val didn't answer, she got worried because she didn't hear from her for the rest of the night or that morning. Then she got a frantic call from Val minutes later saying that she was in my apartment, undressed, scared, and very sick. She drove over, banged on the door, and when I answered with my shirt off, she feared the worst. She apologized again, took her coffee, and left. Val apologized for the freakout. I said that I have been there and I wouldn't hold it against her. We talked for a bit, but she got her things together. I walked her to her car, and that was over at the bar, and she ended up leaving after that. I received a message from her this morning, since she had gotten my number from our friend, and she asked if we could hang out or something. She wanted to make it up to me for what she did the other night, as well as for taking care of her and not being a creep. And as of right now, I am going to be seeing her in a couple days. So with all things considered, I really hope it doesn't go poorly. What a crazy situation. Here you are just trying to help out someone you just met who was clearly trying to drive home drunk and give her a place to stay. There was obviously nothing sketchy going on and you were literally just trying to be a nice person and help somebody out. But in the end, they freak out and start to accuse you of stuff that never happened. I can't imagine being in that situation. But hopefully your new date with this girl goes well. I mean, I'm amazed that Val even had the courage to reach out in the first place. Because I know for a fact if that happened to me and I was in her shoes, I would never want to be in the same room as that person who took care of me ever again. I would personally be way too embarrassed to get anything going. So with all things considered, hopefully it all goes well and you're able to find some kind of common ground with this lady who did previously freak out on you. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.